We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? All right, guys, welcome back to another Wednesday night edition of Twitter Spaces. I am your host, Tyler. Join with my two guys, as always, Malcolm and Pierre. Boys, how are you doing today on this beautiful Wednesday night? Tyler, I am doing great, man. Watching some playoff basketball. Um, just chilling, you know? Did you watch any baseball tonight? See Miguel Cabrera on the chase of 3,000 hits? I did not watch that play, but I did see a highlight of it. Okay. Malcolm, how are you doing today? Yeah, what's going on, bro? I'm doing good, man. Well, actually, I'm, I'm actually all right. I mean, I lost some bets today. It's, Brooklyn let me down. It's all right. Brooklyn Nets let me down. But besides that, I'm all right, man. Besides that, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Boston up 2-0, man. They, they've had some gutsy wins. I didn't watch any of the game tonight, but some gutsy wins for Boston. Saw they won, and yeah. All right, well, we got – a topic today that not, not a topic that I thought we'd ever, ever talk about, honestly, and especially not this year and especially not in this off season, but it's a topic and Ian Rapport spilled some news on us today. So let's first report the initial news and then we're going to relate to the Lions. So the first initial news that we learned early in this afternoon was that star wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers, Debo Samuel has requested trade. And he's looking for a new team. Now, the San Francisco 49ers obviously don't have to grant him that request, but he has made it known that he wants out. So, you know, th- there's obviously a lot of teams being interested. And Ian Rapport, no official report of the Lions, like, being interested. It was kind of more speculating more than anything, but it was definitely a topic today between Lions fans, and it should be a topic. And basically the topic was – should the Lions trade for Debo Samuel? Yes or no? And obviously, you can go so many different routes with this. And I, I think we're going to 
harp on a d- lot of different scenarios here. So I'm just going to ask you the simple question, Peter. I'm going to start off with you. Debo Samuel, he's supposedly on the market. He wants out of San Francisco. If the San Francisco 49ers grant him this trade request, do you want the Lions to be that team? All right. First of all, I want to say, Tyler and Malcolm know this. I don't know if our listeners know this. Some of us know this. You guys know I was a big fan of Debo Samuel in college, like even before he stepped into the league, right? Yep. And I still love Debo to this day, but the answer is no. And we'll get into that later. Okay. Malcolm, I'm going to ask you the simple question. A simple yes or no. Do you want Debo Sam? Do you want the Lions to trade for Debo Samuel? That's going to be a no for me, dog. Okay. Okay. And, and for me, I'm leaning more towards no, but I could see the other side that I also want to bring up. But Pierre, you are also no right now. So I want to hear your reasoning. Why, why is it you don't want to trade for Debo Samuel? This guy is a you know, phenomenal wide receiver, one of the All best right. receivers in the game. He's your, one of your favorite guys in the league. Yeah, he's, uh, sure. he's, he's, uh, he's on the market right now. You got an opportunity to trade for him. Why are you out on Debo Samuel? So first of all, I, I do see the other side, but I want to say why not. So first, um, he's 26 years old. He turns 27 in January. So you're trading three to four good years, probably. Like once receivers hit that 30 years old, they're, they're kind of like done or, or they, they kind of fall off a little, right? Um. That's one reason. Another reason is you probably have to give up pick 32 or 34 and more. And on top of that, you probably have to pay him 25 to $30 million a year. This is how I think of this. And I get the argument. You could get a receiver at 32, 34. He might not be good as Debo, but like maybe he could develop into a really good receiver, right? Like You look at the draft the past few years. Guys have been selected late first, early second. They've succeeded. Debo's one of them. A.J. Brown's another one. D.K. Metcalf's another one. Those guys were all drafted in that early second, mid-second range or early first range, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at this draft, Traylon Burks, Christian Watson, um, George Pickens, who else could be there? Sky Moore maybe, right? Like you could find a receiver in that range versus going out and paying a guy 25 to 30 and giving up capital for him. And that rookie contract is probably like 4 to $5 million a year on four years with a fifth-year option. So you have team control as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that side. And that's where I lean more towards because when you're training for Debo Samuel, it's not like you're getting the rookie contract, Debo Samuel. When you're training for Debo Samuel, you're trading for to pay him. You're, you're going to give him an extension once you trade for him. And that market could be anywhere right now. After seeing what Christian Kirk got paid this offseason by Jacksonville, I mean, the wide receiver market is very skewed right now. It's very high right now. And a guy like Debo Samuel, a high-effective player like that, you know, he's probably going to command $25 million plus per year for the wide receiver position. This is not a quarterback. This is We're talking about a wide receiver right now commanding up to $25 million a year. And honestly, that's not what's fading me away from not wanting to trade for Debo Samuel. That's not really the case. And, it, and it's not really – the draft capital either, either because Debo Samuel is a guy that you bring him in, he's going to be an instant, instant impact. Uh, we saw what he did in San Francisco. He essentially carried that San Francisco 49ers offense. Yes, they have Kyle Shanahan. But a guy like Debo Samuel really took that team under his wing and got him all the way to the NFC Championship game and one game away from representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Like he, They were that close, and Debo Samuel was the main focal point in that happening. But I think you just 
don't make this move because of, you know, Peter brings a good point, man. Like, I, I don't want to say these guys are replaceable, but, like, wide receivers are very easily replaceable. Like, we're seeing guys in every single draft class just kind of come on. And we're seeing these guys, we're seeing a bunch of new guys just come really good and, and teams are not paying wide receivers like they used to. It's just because the, the draft is just producing so much to so much talented wide receivers. It, it's getting really difficult to really make an argument to like, why pay a guy like Debo Samuel damn near almost quarterback money. And I know the market, I know it's rising, but it's just, I don't know. I, I would, I would lean towards no on this one, but I do see the other side because I just mentioned what he did in San Francisco. They didn't have a quarterback. That's a very high effective player. They had Jimmy G and, and he took that team as far as to the NFC championship. Yes. Their defense was good. Obviously they have both. So they have arms so they have a lot of good players on defense, but offensively Debo was the main focal point and why they produce points. So I, I see the argument why people are intrigued by Debo. He's still young. So you're going to get that three to four really good years out of him. But at the same time, it's just – it seems too much with what he's going to command money-wise and what you would be trading to get him when we're seeing guys every single year, like Pierre mentioned, 32, 34. That early second round, we're seeing a lot, a lot of good receivers come in that range, and they're being as effective as guys like Debo Samuel. You mentioned Metcalf. You mentioned um, A.J. Brown. Like The list goes on. And Tyler, I wanted to add something too. At this stage of the rebuild, where the lines are right now, too, it doesn't make sense because when you're ready to, once you're ready to compete, bro, he'll probably be like 27 or 28, right? And you're paying him all that money versus why not just draft the guy and maybe you have him for four years, and on top of those four years, you could extend him again, so or, or five the, years, right? So, so I think the argument the other way is that you know exactly what you're getting with Debo Samuel compared right. to a rookie, which you don't know what you're getting because it's going to be the guy's first time in the NFL. And you don't know what you're getting with the rookie, where Debo Samuel is a guarantee. You know, he's one of the top receivers in the game for a reason, and you know what you're getting with that. So it's more of a, I guess, you, you kind of know what you're getting compared to a rookie. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I tend to agree with you. If the Lions were like the Rams or like they were ready to win now or like the Bills or whatever, sure, like fuck them picks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, go go trade for them. But this early in the rebuild, it, it doesn't make sense. And they also don't have a rookie quarterback under contract right now. Um, Jared Goff is making a lot of money. And the Lions already, I think, are like the fourth most expensive offense in the league. Like, according to like the salaries the team they have committed to the offense so if you add Debo you're probably gonna be like one of the highest offenses in the league and your offense isn't even like top 10 well well, no I think if you get Debo Samuel this offense is really really good it's really good I mean you have a top 10 offensive line you're getting Debo Samuel with the Monroe St. Brown TJ Hawkins DeAndre Swift I mean dark too yeah I mean yeah but like you're I mean that's still, a, that, that's you're that's still a top banking offense. on, but you're still banking on Jared Goff to play for, consistent football for for one year. I mean, you can get, you can move off of him after this year, right? But like, you get what I'm saying, though. I, I do get what you're saying, but at the same time, Debo with probably very similar offense to the Lions right now, good offensive line, okay secondary pieces around him. I mean, with Jimmy G, 
they were good enough. I mean, they were really good. I mean, they're not one of the best offenses, but were they a good offense? Were they a productive offense? Definitely. Yeah, they were They were a really good offense, especially with that running game. Yeah, they were. And we've seen what this running game could do, too. I mean, they've had some really good games out of right. like what San Francisco does. <laughs> they've ran nobody out there. They've ran a guy like Craig Reynolds out there before and, and got uh, good production. But, Malcolm, I want to get you in here, man. Uh, Debo Samuel, you told me no. G- give me a reason why you're out on Debo Samuel for the li- trade for the Lions. I mean, you guys pretty much talked all about it just now, man. But to be honest with you, man, to, it's it's the timing. I think the timing right now is just not right for Detroit. It's just way too early in our rebuild. And I get it. You know, bringing Debo Samuels in, he would make things fun. You know, he would make the offense a lot better. But I just think the timing is not right, man. I, I think we Detroit right now is in the position right now with all our draft picks. They have a chance to actually fix, you know, what – the what our problem was in the past and just to start over bring in a whole bunch of brand new pieces fresh young pieces and um from the draft and and just go from there man and i don't know man it's, it's it's mainly it's mainly the money i don't feel comfortable paying a receiver 25 million dollars man will you, more, just, will you be more comfortable in two more years okay receiver that type of money what happened will you Me, become- no. no i mean if, if I was a GM, to be honest with you, man, all these $25 million for receiver, man, that's, this is not worth it, man. Especially all these young guys coming in from the draft, you could just pretty much replace these guys. I don't think, like, like look at Kansas City. Kansas City saw what um what, what Hill did, and Hill, was he wanted that big contract. And he said, shit, you're replaceable, bro. Go to Miami. We'll just draft a guy. And I, and I, <laughs> I guarantee you, their offense is not going to miss a beat. Without, without, without Hill. I mean, look at Green Bay also, right? Devontae Adams. They're like, yo, we're not paying you. Like, see ya. And they that's a lot of money. If, if I was a me person, if I was a GM, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it either. I'll tell these guys bye and just draft a guy. If because you think about it, like you're gonna, you're gonna pay a, you're gonna pay the the receiver twenty five, thirty million a year when you could draft a guy, maybe first, second round, and pay him for a pennies. Yeah. It's it's it's. That wide receiver mark is all screwed up, bro. I, me personally, I don't think they get enough. I don't think they get enough touches to make that. that they shouldn't make that much money. That 25, 25 million? That's offensive line money. That's quarterback money. That's, that's quarterback. And, and that, those are people in the trenches. Those are people yeah. who's Pre- constantly doing rushers. something. Yep. You know, wide receivers only get like five touches a game. Five, six, seven, eight touches a game. And that's a good game too. And that's a that's a, that's a good game. Yeah. So, but, uh, like, a good receiver, though, like, it opens up a lot for your offense. So, like, they'll bring attention to him, right? For example, say the Lions do at Debo. Like, Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkson, DJ Chark, they, they'd they have, like, one-on-one coverage versus the attention would go towards Debo. Like, that's what a good receiver does. So, they might not get as much touches, but defenses change the way they have to game plan for you. That can happen this year just with having DJ Chark. Who knows? I mean, it's possible. I'm just saying, like, it is possible. I, mean, I disagree with how you guys say, like, are you and I pay a receiver that much personally? I'll pay Calvin. I'll pay I mean, Calvin. Remember, I'll pay Randy Moss. I'll pay I, Calvin. No, pay, no, 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 I remember, like, with quarterbacks, like, they were saying 27 was a I lot. Was now they're that. making 50, right? Damn near almost 50. I was just going to so, say that, Pierre. I, I don't, so I don't, cap I don't, going don't. up, whatever. That's these deals are going to look like bargains in like two or three years. Yeah. I, I was just going to say that. I don't necessarily agree with 
I think like in a couple of years or even next year, potentially like that's just the wide receiver market. And if you can get a high effective player, so like I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So I'm like leaning more towards now. I gave my reason why I wouldn't do it, but like playing devil's advocate here and seeing the other side, like it, it makes sense. Like I, I see why people want a guy like Debo Samuel. I mean, you bring him in, your offense is instantly, I think a top 10 offense. I really don't care if Jared Goff's your quarterback. I think you're a top 10 offense with Debo Samuel and you insert him with this offensive line and you insert him with these surrounding pieces of guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. I, I, I really truly believe you're a top 10 offense in the NFL. If not top 10, you're in that top 12. Like no so, doubt about it. Tyler, let me ask you a question. So you think that this offense is a wide receiver away from being a top 10 offense? Yes. If you get a guy like Debo Samuel, not saying like any receiver, but Debo Samuel, a top three receiver in the game. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing, Tyler. Like, I could play the devil's advocate back. You look at Jared Goff with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods the year before. He didn't do nothing with them. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if you're a top 10 offense. You have potential to be that, but I wouldn't say you're an instantly a top 10 offense. And, like, you're trading for Debo Samuel. You're still keeping pick two. So you still have that pick to draft an edge rusher. But you're still- probably trading pick 32 and pick 66 or 32-97. Like, if yeah. you're rebuilding, that's a lot. It is. That's, that's, that's my main thing is losing all these draft capitals, man. Well, you're keeping pick two. You're keeping pick 34. And you're still having a third-round pick. So you still have three picks in the top 100, assuming – I mean, and you get Debo Samuel. So your offense is set at that point, in my opinion. You don't even have to really address the offense outside of depth at that point. I think your starters are pretty much set at that point with the offensive line set. Your receiving core definitely set with Debo. Running back core definitely set. Um, your offense is set at that point. You would but, just really have to address the defense at that point. I mean, on paper, if you look at it, right, you have you have a chart, Debo, and Amon Rod receiver. Then you have Hawk and Swift. Yep. You have a really good O line. The only thing kind of holding you back is the, QB. Is the quarterback, right? And that and that and that could be something you address in twenty three because you have Debo Samuel three or four years. I see that argument, but then at the same time, it's like okay, we're paying the receiver twenty five to thirty mil, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, for only like probably four years, a good four years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Lions right now are in that window to do that, like. If, if it was like the Rams or we were the Chiefs or, I mean, even the Jets, the Jets have a million picks. The Jets could do this trade. They're rebuilding, but the Jets have picks that they could, they have two second rounders, two top 10 picks. And I believe they have like a, a third as well, well right? We have, we have, I mean, we don't have Jets picks, but we do have a lot of picks. We have two first None rounders of, this yeah. year. You have two first rounders next year. I mean, you have picks. To dangle and, then, and, and do a move like this. And then also, when you look at the Jets, too, like Salah and Lafleur, right? Lafleur was his his, co- his OC or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. In uh in San Francisco, Salah was a coach with him. Yeah. So the Jets make a lot of sense. I just don't see the Lions as as a realistic option. Even like when you look at Brad Holmes, what he's done this offseason, he hasn't been going crazy. They want to build through the draft, and they set that. Yeah. So I don't think it matches up with their philosophy just going out and spending a boatload on a receiver and trading the house for him. Yep. All right. Let's get some people in here. I want to hear some people's perspective on their, you know, what they think of Debo Samuel, what they think of Detroit. We have some requests, so let's let's get to those right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, you bet. What's up, man? How's it going? You're currently on mute. Uh, can you hear me now? Yep. Go ahead. Yep. All right. How you doing, man? I'm good. Um, you guys can't be any more wrong about this. I mean, were the Bengals ready to win last year? Sometimes you just have to go out and be bold, do something that is completely off the cuff, and just go get the guy. And getting the guy means – other guys will want to come here. How many players want to come play for the Detroit Lions? No one. No one wants to play here because the way this ownership treats the players, the way they treat them when they leave. I mean, Debo Samuel, he is a jackknife. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's a pocket knife. This guy does so much. He can open up everything. And this isn't like some, you know, uh, team that's just building. I mean, we're going to have a top five O-line. We're, we're already going to, because of that, we're a top 10 offense right now, I believe. So you add a guy like Debo, you're opening up so many possibilities. And it's like, go out and sign the guy because you know what you're getting. Why F around with some rookie receiver when you can build through the draft on defense, take care of that side of but go out and get him, Debo, who obviously isn't happy with his role in San Francisco because they're not throwing him, and he's being used as a running back, and he doesn't like that. So here he knows a, he's going to have a veteran quarterback throwing to him, and he's going to have a running back that's capable of doing the running back duties, which he knows he can hit up the outsides, He's on turf. It's going to be indoors. I think it's perfect situation for him. I don't know why anyone would be against this. Look. So I have a question for you, you bet. All right. Do you trust Brad Holmes in finding the right receiver in the draft? Absolutely. Um, I, he proved to me enough that okay. his first draft this, was this fantastic. My, yeah, this is where my counter-argument comes in. Why the hell would you pay a guy $25 million when you basically got like a Walmart version of him in the fourth round last year, right? 
or whatever exactly. you call it, right? And so, and if you believe you could get a good receiver at 32, 34, and you trust your instincts as a GM, why would you send out picks 32 and pick 66 and hand out a guy like 27 million a year versus just drafting a guy there and like a four year, 8 million or whatever it is for the fifth year option? It's dead easy. Here's why I, w- why I would do it because he's only 26 and this offense is on the up upswing right now. So you get him and lock him in. So if it's a four year deal, God, two years from now, this offense is going to really be clicking. We'll probably have the quarterback in place and, by year three and four, playoff team, and then some. So Okay, by year four, at, though, he's 30 years old. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Versus a rookie, by year four, he's probably 27, 26, or 27. 30 not, like, terribly old. So For receivers, that, it is. I'm like. No, nah, that's oh. weak. I, I, I think that's a weak argument. I, I'm i not worried weak? about that with a guy like Debo Samuel, who is so All right, electric and dynamic. Hold up, hold up. I got a question for you. So at age 30, what the hell was Julio Jones and AJ Green doing? What were they doing? They were, they were injured every week, weren't they? And if anything, you're more concerned with a guy like Debo when he gets to his thirties, because his game is really relied on speed. It's not like, you know, he's like one of those really crafty. I mean, he is crafty obviously, but like his game is really relied on his speed, but that's fine because you're adding him now in his youth while the guys around him are still in their youth. So well, you're what? not ready to win now, though. So you're basically wasting. Why, like, why aren't you ready to win now? What What are you because, waiting for? What, because what, what are you, you waiting for? This division, this division blows. Aaron Rodgers. All right, but let me let me weapon. talk. The Lions, the Lions uh, want to build. Bring it down. Bring it down. Bring it down. <laughs> so, like, let me let me try to understand. Like, if you look at what Brad Holmes was doing in the off season, they also don't think they're ready to win now. They want to build through the draft. They don't want to build through trading a bunch of picks for players and paying them. A lot of money. They want to build with cheap talent, build through the draft. Because if they were ready to win now, bro, they would have went after the top guys in free agency. Yeah. Okay, well, Sometimes you're not you trying to trust man. You're not trying to lose now. And besides that, they're on the upswing now, and you're still building through the draft anyway. And you have a ton of picks next year. This year's draft and next year's draft are your future. That's it. And but what I'm trying to say is, right, so Alan Robson went worth th- for $15 million for three years, and they said no to that. Like, they, they didn't sign him, right? Okay. Alan was interested in playing for Detroit. He's from Detroit. I've heard that. Um, I know people close to Alan. I went to high school with him, so I know about that. Um, the line, He wanted Detroit more than Detroit wanted him. Someone that, have a siren cool. for that, yeah. fla- that flex right there Pierre just had right there? <laughs> I no. know people of Alan Robinson. <laughs> I'm just being honest here, guys. So, like, yeah, but Allen Robinson is 30 years old and he doesn't get a separation at all. He's not that good. He's not that good. This and is he, 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 he's never been ultra productive in his career. Debo Samuel's numbers have gotten better, hold and up, better hold up. every year he's you. been in the league. You said Allen Robinson was not that good. Only last year was the year he didn't separate because he was hurt. You look at his separation numbers, he's been good. And his quarterbacks played with Mitch Trubisky and Blake Bortles and had 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah. So I disagree with you saying well, he's not Pierre, I, th- I think he's comparing Debo to Allen Robinson, and they're not, at this point, are not comparable. But Debo's, like, the thing is, is a lot bro, better. Would you rather pay Allen Robinson three years versus trade the house for Debo giving him 25 a year? That's all I'm saying. The thing no. is, you're not really trading the house uh, for Debo. Like you're you're trading valuable picks. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's not the nothing. house. You're not trading pick two. Besides, you're the the Lions are the only team right now, the only team that has not done a damn thing in the off season. They can do this move. They said no to Deshaun Watson. They said no to Russell Wilson. They said no to Tyreek Hill. When's it time to say yes to someone? Go out and get the guys. Twenty six. 
Okay, give give me three years. Just give him a three year deal. That that's fine. And Deshaun having no trade clause, and Deshaun Watson was not going to come to Detroit. Three years at seventy five won't even hurt you. It will not hurt you. And Ebo wants probably five years at one twenty five, or like at one fifteen or something like that. That's all right. If you negotiate right, you he'll take three at seventy five. Like I said. Well, I read that he wants to be the highest paid non quarterback in the league. So. Well, you're not going to get everything. If the guy's demanding a trade, he ain't going to get everything he wants. That's the catch. Well, he kind of can get that, whatever he wants, because he has all the luxury or all the leverage in the situation. Because if, mm. if the team's trading for him, there's going to be an extension pretty much already inked. or It won't be officially inked, but it's going to be pretty much inked. Most yeah. teams in the offseason up to this point have gone out and got their dude. So. Yeah. The Lions have not. The Lions, that's why they're in the talk. Because they're in the mix for this. It's, it's really, it's very not, realistic. They're not, they're not ready, bro. They're not. Yeah, this they is year, year two of the rebuild. They're not, they're not ready for that, man. They don't want that's to, why, know. that's why everybody got okay. one year deals and cheap Malcolm. contracts. But Malcolm, when you say they're not ready, let me just ask you, how many wins do you think the Lions can get this season? This year? I'm hoping six, five or six, six or seven. No, not hoping. What do you think they'll end up with? That's what six, or seven, six or seven. Six or seven. Okay. I put them on seven, too. You add Debo to this team, I put them in a, as a 10 and seven team and a chance okay. to win the division. That's how That's how dead dead serious I think that they should be with this guy like going to pursue him. I mean, I, I get, I get what you're trying to say. It's but... a very winnable division, too. That's the other thing. You're not in the AFC West. You're in the crappy black and blue NFC North, <laughs> where but everyone's know, diminished. Man. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah, Aaron. Rodgers but you, okay. you can make a playoff spot with Debo Samuel, Jim. I definitely agree with. We that. can make yeah. a playoffs, but I mean, in the NFC, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, but, okay. you're only competing against Debo Brady and Stafford Debo. and Rodgers, okay? Like, you're saying right now Debo Samuel <laughs> automatically gives the team, like, six wins, five, six wins? He makes the offense so much better, so he, he could he could raise your win total, yes. I mean, I, I don't know about that personally. Not I, mean, I, mean, I mean, your offense right now is where? 15, 16 in the league right now? Maybe 17, somewhere in that range? Is that fair? It's pretty average. It's not. Yeah. All. Okay. So, like, average to below average. With Debo Samuel, you come instantly a top ten offense. I don't know about that because Jared Goff. I mean, you look at with LA, bro. I just don't know about all that. I mean, Jared I Goff agree. played well the last five games. I'm not really worried too much about Jared Goff, but I don't. I don't know, man. I just, I just still think that we're just too early for to to pull a move like this. And and like like Pierre said, if this was like we were like the Bills or we were Kansas City. Shit, I'll be all over it. Goff's yeah. fine just to hold it down for this year, and then he's gone anyway. But you get Debo Samuel in here, even if he's just, you know, he's just plain old Debo in year he, one. He, he's really good. And my thing is, I like I, I really look at Amal Rossi Brown as like a like a great value version of Debo Samuel. I think he's not he's not as Debo Samuel is definitely better. But I think Amal Rossi Brown has the potential to be just as good as Debo Samuels. That's why I'm like, uh, we kind of. We we don't really need this. Is keep the picks, keep building, and just call it a day, man. Why why are we forcing this? It's like it's like every time teams like teams they just want, like fans want to do this. They they want to force a situation. Like we have a lot of draft picks. We we're in great position to get a lot of young great players in Detroit. 
And like I said, bro, I don't hate Debo. I love Debo. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I just don't think right now it's the right situation for the Lions to make. Like, we give up 32 and 34. We're potentially losing. You know, we could probably draft Kobe Dean with that pick. So, you say, by the, you know, any chance of getting the Kobe Dean is gone if you bring in Debo Samuels. Well, no, you have 34 still. Uh, well, you're going to trade both. You're going to most likely trade no, both no, of those no. picks. Wouldn't, you wouldn't trade both those picks. You're keeping one of them. I mean, what do you call so what, what, what would you trade for for Debo Samuels? 32, uh, maybe a third this year, next year's third, and a fourth next year, maybe. Dude, that's I mean, I think it would take 32. That's what, I'm, that's what I think it takes. That's what I think it takes. I think 32 is the starting point, and then, yeah, like a third and maybe a fourth. Or maybe two thirds or something like that. I don't know, something like that. Something along those lines. I here, I, you guys. I also you used to call me crazy, but I wouldn't mind it if they gave up number two for him. Nah, are you bet you're done. Well, you're well, done. No, no, listen, 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 really quick. That's what this is what I'm talking about. 30, this is what I'm talking about. No, but then take thirty two and thirty. Oh, well, Peter, Peter that took matters to his own hand. Peter took that was the Lord. <laughs> Oh, he he left. I thought Pierre took matters to his own hand. <laughs> I I I uh I used my powers. Oh, that's what I thought. I said, oh, I thought, that was Pierre. I, 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 oh I said, shit, I, Pierre. I, I, thought, I thought Pierre took matters to his. I was about to do it, but yeah, I was gonna let him speak. Pierre? Oh, yeah, man. man. I know you, damn, he gave him the boot. That cat. After that one, he just. Dude, Mike, why why did I think that was you? You kind of sounded like him a little oh, bit. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's a, is that your burner account, bro? I do. I thought it was his burner. <laughs> I thought it was Mike's burner account. I thought he was trying to get our attention twice. He requested on two different accounts. No, man. Hell no, man. I don't know what was up with that guy, man. He was tough. Mike, what's up, brother? How so, you so, doing, man? How you doing, Mike? So, Mike, tell us why you want Debo Samuel. You I know, know you being do. honest with you, no, I don't want Debo Samuel. But here, here's why I tell you it's a, it's a silly conversation because – let me kind of fill you guys in with how this shit works. When these guys request trades, they don't do it willy-nilly. They do it because their agent has a deal with maybe one or two other teams, and they know that they can get that money out there. So when we talk about the money, you're 100% right he's going to get that money. And and it's two or three teams that he's already getting, has pretty much handshake deals with. I think we'd be foolish to think that this isn't angling him to get to the Jets. You know, because the Jets went after they went after um, Tyreek. They went after Tyreek Hill. They had a deal in place, and I think Debo Samuel's right up there with them. So I think that Debo just doesn't say "fuck it, trade me, I'll go anywhere." No, he he's got one or two places that he's already going, and the Lions aren't one of them. But I agree with your sentiment. Like, I think that's a good move to make, maybe next year. Right, or maybe the year after, but not now. I think I think we got a lot of good parts, and I do agree with. The wide receiver market has gotten astronomical. And I think based on where it is now, it became a value position, sort of like a DE, uh, uh, cornerback, quarterback, and now receiver. They're all in that sort of positional value increase because of how how much the market. And wide receiver, you're going to get four or five guys every year that will probably make an impact. So it's like how much – now, will they make a Debo Samuel impact? No. Debo, I'm, I'm with Pierre. I think Debo Samuel is special. I mean, really special. But one thing that kind of bothers me about it is he doesn't want to be used as a running back, but that's kind of what makes him special. So I can see why he wouldn't want to be because he doesn't want the injury concerns and he wants to have longevity and make more money. And he's not being leveraged like that. But I don't know, man. I, I think I think when you think about like what makes him special it's the ability to kind of do what he does that six or seven carries he was getting a game 
that really made a, a big impact. So I, I think that it's just, you know, Detroit's got a good, you know, they got a good model right now. It's, it's built through the draft. They're not making any splashes in free agency. Now, some stuff I don't agree with on free agency, but I understand it now that I've kind of seen the picture play out a little bit more. I think they just got to keep building. And I do agree with the sentiment. I've said it to you guys for a while that like the, our, our sun is going to rise when Green Bay sets, right? Like Green Bay's probably got a year or two left and our sun will rise as their sets. And I think that it's, that is what this team is probably trying to apex probably two, maybe three years from now. I bet you they're probably looking to say that's when we'll make our run. And then we will try to own a division for a couple of years. Because if you look at it over the course of the last two, three decades, nobody's owned a division for more than a couple years. Minnesota had it. Chicago had it. Green Bay's had it for a couple years now. It's a very tough division with good organizations. You're not going to own it for more than two, maybe three, maybe four years maximum. So I think they're looking at it that that the the dynasty of, you know, A-Rod and them are falling apart. Then they'll start making some moves. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I, I think that I think it's like the dynasty of Green Bay or whatever. I think it's just like where they're at in the rebuild. Like I don't think they necessarily care about Green Bay. Like if they wanted, if they think they could win, they'll go out and build a roster to win, right? Like they'll be aggressive. Yeah. Like Holmes and Dorsey both come from an aggressive. Like they're both aggressive. Like they have aggressive mindsets. Chris Spielman, like he has an aggressive mindset, right? So. I think when they're ready, like you'll see, like like what the Rams are doing, like the fuck them picks mentality. Yeah. Because when when you look at the Rams, like when they were starting to win, and they started trading. First of all, they traded up for Jared Goff, they traded for Jalen Ramsey, they traded for Marcus Peters, they traded for Brandon Cooks. Like these teams are aggressive. You look at Dorsey; he traded for um, yeah. Odell Beckham. It didn't really work out, but he traded for Beckham. Um, in Kansas City, I think I'm not sure if he was the one that like was the guy in for Mahomes, but that front office in general was all in for Mahomes. They traded up for Mahomes, right? So like, they're aggressive. It's just yeah, but LA here, LA had the advantage of being LA, right? I mean, it's a desirable location that people want to be at. So it's like, of course, there's going to be. It takes two to tango when it comes to trades, right? People got to want to come to you too. Yeah, but if so, you're not winning, no one wants to play for you. Look at the Giants and the Jets. They're in New York. No one's playing for them. They're not winning shit. Yeah, but LA's not like a much better location to live at than New York. I mean, you know what I mean? Like this is in the 1920s. You know, people like, you know, like it's the weather, it's the it's kind of the setup. But no, I you know, you bring up a good and this is a good topic for you guys to think about the dynamic of this front office because I was reading articles and I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Like, I, I, I can't find anywhere where it says, and I, I listened to multiple interviews and multiple press conferences, I can't find anywhere where they've actually said that Brad Holmes has final decision on player personnel when it comes to the draft or overall. I, I, they've always said it's a collaborative effort that they never really commented on who had final decision. Like, is, is there a situation here where you – you know, is it like a 50-50 split? And if it, if they can't agree on the guy, then then Chris – I mean, because I think Chris Spielman has a way bigger role in this organization than, than we think. And well, I don't know what you guys think about that because I, it's kind of weird. Have you guys seen anything where it says Brad Holmes is making the decisions? So I don't think Chris Spielman has a say in which players stay, which players go. I think it's Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. 
And like Campbell said, they've had disagreements before. They just had to sit in a room for like a couple hours and talk it over. I think it's a collaborative effort. I really do. I don't think like one person necessarily has say over the other. It's like, it's really a collaborative effort. Um, yeah. You negotiate, you say, yeah. if you want this pick, you know, I get the next one or so. Like, I'm not saying that's how exactly how it goes, but you know, like, you know, if, if let's say there's a little disagreement, you know, there's, there's going to be some negotiation between them and yeah, it's just the collaborating. I don't think anyone has a final say. Yeah. So you've seen the same thing. So that, so that's what I thought too. I think that I'm interested to see, cause you know, you heard the talk about Thibodeau and, and, and Dan, and you could definitely see where he's not a Dan Campbell guy. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays itself out. Yeah, I don't yeah. buy that Thibodeau is not a Dan Campbell guy. I really don't. Really? Yeah, I don't buy that. I hope not. I mean, I want Thibodeau, but I, I don't. I, I just I get the feeling that they're going to get cold feet. You know, like why wouldn't he be a Dan Campbell? Guy? Okay, I get he has interest off the field, but like the guy is a stud when he's playing. So yeah. we'll why see. wouldn't he be like Dan Campbell said? They don't want no turds. They want good football players. Kevin Thibodeau doesn't strike me as a turd. He's just smart with his money. Like it's kind of like Sue. You know, Sue was an investor. He cared about his money. Whatever. I have no problems with that. Yeah. All right. Let's let's keep this cave on Thibodeau, Dan Campbell stuff into next week. Let's. I just want Mike. Right. Thank you for joining. Yeah. We're gonna just. I just want to get some more people on to talk about yep, Debo my- right now. But I appreciate you coming on, Mike. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Well, definitely. You know, we got another whole week to do all this stuff so we could do that next week talking more about the draft and you know Thibodeau and all that but I want to really focus this episode on Debo Samuel and if we want to trade for him or not so let's get on to the next guest we got Justin coming on all right Justin what's up brother how you doing man what the heck did I come into man How's it going, Justin? It's going good, but I mean, all right. I'm a, I'm a just I I just don't get this Debo talk, man. I'm gonna just give it to you, and I'm gonna just give it to you hard because we we got to start talking about the facts here. One, people got to start looking at Debo Samuel, and I get it. He's a great player. I mean, nothing against him. No disrespect to him, but I mean, he had one good year pro- productivity. Let's let's just call it how it is. I mean. Yes, the, the 49ers used him in the system to the best of their ability. So can Debo replicate what he did in the 49ers offense? That's the question. Some people say yes. Some people say no. But, you know, Detroit, I mean, Detroit should not even be in consideration and isn't really in consideration for Debo Samuel because they're, they're not one player away. And to be honest with you, why, why would you guys pay a receiver 25 million and give up all that draft capital i mean people keep coming out here and they're talking nonsense i mean the 49ers came out and said as of right now they want a king's ransom for debo samuel for detroit it doesn't make sense because i mean you guys are not one player away so i i happen to agree with pierre and also for us i don't want debo samuel i mean unless we're talking two second rounders that, I mean, Who, I don't us? want him to, for the Jets. Any the Jets fans I keep saying, that. "Oh, I want Debo Samuel." Oh, I want Debo Samuel. No, I don't want Debo Samuel. Call me crazy, Justin. You don't want Debo, but like, there's been reports that Joe Douglas like has inquired on Debo. I mean, Metcalf, inquiring and landing him is two different scenarios. I think no, but when you think about it, though, that staff comes yeah. from San Francisco, and they know the player. They're comfortable with him. He knows the scheme. So a lot of dots are like connecting him to the Jets. Yeah, right but now. they want and I personally want a King think Ransom, we'll be though. So I, I don't think we're going to be able to give up a first rounder, or I'm hoping at least not. I'm not giving up no first rounder for this guy. 
Period. No, he's not worth and definitely not four. And the thing that's tricky too is with him. Do you want to bring Debo Samuel into a, you know whether it's us, you guys, into a new culture? No, because guess what? You, you just you want to be able to spread the ball around a little bit. This guy's going to eat up your targets and whatnot. I mean, I just don't see it make sense for Detroit, the Jets. I mean, like you said, you got to be a win now team, you know, and have a team to get you over the hump. I think Debo Samuel is ultimately going to end up with the Colts. You heard it here first. I don't know, man. I, I think I, I think you're sleeping on Debo too much. I don't. I, don't, yeah, I, just, I, I, I just don't think you view him highly. I, I view him very highly. Stuff you said, like the, you said, he doesn't fit in a culture necessarily. I think he fits in, like, if, if Giants traded for him just based on culture, I think he fits in the culture. And even the Jets, I think he fits perfectly in that culture because he knows what that culture is. Like, he was with those guys at San Francisco. Yeah, but this guy's going to want a lot of targets. I mean, this guy's going to want a lot when of targets. When you're paying someone $25 million, I hope he's getting targets, right? Yeah. If he's not getting targets, something is wrong. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't want to give this guy – I mean, I'd rather spread the ball around for us. We, we've yeah, got we still spread the ball know, multiple around, options. We still got spread Elijah the ball Moore, still... This guy's going to come in and de- demand the ball for $25 million? I don't think so. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just the market for receivers now. That's just what they go for. Lions got really lucky for getting Shark at ten million. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Um, it's all right, Justin. Appreciate you coming on, uh, bringing us some Jets perspective. Uh, so I got a question for you, Pierre. A little different, I, and I don't want to. I don't want to go too far with this, but I just wanted. I want to bring this in real quick. Uh, Malcolm's lagging a little bit, but I, I want to bring this up to you. If you do trade for Debo Samuel, you keep pick two. Your concern is Jared Goff. Do you maybe alter pick two and go to Malik Willis? I know and that. Then, and oh. then just have the whole offense set at that point. That's only if I believe him as a GM. Like if Brad, okay, no, 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 not 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 what Brad Holmes thinks. You, Pierre, you're sitting in the shoes. Would you make that pick? Do you believe in Malik Willis? I like Willis, but I like I love Thibodeau. So there's like there's like a like and there's like a love, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the player that I think could make a difference on my defense right from the jump. Okay, I, I um, mean I like I I don't I think both scenarios make a lot of sense because yeah, like I wouldn't be mad if they took Willis. Like I see the vision of it and stuff. Like I said, I like him, but I but think you personally you personally wouldn't make that pick if it was you if you're trained for Debo. With or without Debo, I, I don't care. I'm not going to allow the number two pick determine what I do with a receiver that I acquire via trade. I'm still going by my board. That's fair. Okay, you know? I, 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 I feel I, like Brad I, I just, would do. Like I don't think he'd be like, "Oh, we traded for Debo. Let's still take Willis, even though we have Thibodeau a lot higher." Like I don't yeah, think no, Brad Holmes. No, they wouldn't do that. I'm just saying. I, I wonder if it changes anybody's strategy. But I agree with you. You still have to follow the board and. You know, if they're really close, then maybe you go Willis. If they're really close in your boards, but um, if for me personally, yeah, I mean, if I if I were to make the pick, it, it's Kayvon Thibodeau, no doubt. It's it's not even. I mean, I wouldn't say it's not remotely close, but it's it's Kayvon Thibodeau by a really good margin. By the way, um, regarding Willis, so we had a special guest on Russell from uh, Cover One, what was sports? He's a draft analyst. So he had some interesting comments on Malik Willis and the whole situation with him. So that episode should be out soon. Stay tuned for that. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but you guys are going to enjoy that episode. 
All right, let's get back into the request. Let's get into some uh, more people and see what they, they think of Debo. I don't know what's going on with Malcolm. Oh, there he is. Okay. RW, what's up, brother? How's it going, RW? All right. Um, so here's my thing. The last time I checked, our offensive coordinator is not Kyle Shanahan. So when you look into the fact of Debo, I like Debo. I wouldn't put him as a top five receiver. So that nullifies that whole trading form and, and also giving him $25 million, which in this today's NFL, I agree with you guys. That's just the, you know, it's just the place what you're going to do now for receivers, especially in this day and age where you can't really touch receivers. So outside of quarterback, I mean, receivers is just going to get that type of money. Um, but I think that the Lions, when we talk about making that move, making that trade, I wouldn't do the Debo trade. I would personally keep the picks, look into getting another guy, another maybe a possession guy or a guy that can take the top off because um, you only have Shark for one year. And I think with that signing kind of showed, the, you know, it's telling you and it's kind of showing their hand, they're looking at building this long term. And then next year is the year they may go for the shock. And from a couple of things I'm starting to hear, be very careful because we only got golf for one year. Keep keep your ears to the ground of what you hear in Arizona because I think the Lions and Kyler Murray is a match made in heaven. No, it's oh. not. Okay, I don't want to get too deep into that, but oh, that's, that's, that's quite interesting right there. I'll just say uh, that with, with Kyler Murray, bro, when things aren't going his way, this guy checks out. And so, I don't think Dan Campbell is that type of player. But at the same time, no one wants to be hit. So what I mean by that is this. Imagine Andrew Luck with Indianapolis right now at offensive line. So Indianapolis understood they had a don, they had a superstar in the making. Exactly what Trevor Lawrence is going through. Russell Wilson got tired of it in Seattle. You know, so I, I'm looking at the fact that what the Lions are doing right now, building things in the trenches. Goff is not a bad guy. And of course, 30 mil is just what it is with, you know, what it is. When I look at quarterbacks, I have this line. I call it the Kirk Cousins line. Is your quarterback better than Kirk Cousins? It's a simple answer, yes or no. If he's not, you got to find another one. Um, but if you really want to look at a team that, if you want to talk about this Debo trade, look at what Minnesota did when um similar kind of guy in um, Stephon Diggs wanted out. They already had an established receiver. And look who they draft. They turn around and draft Justin Jefferson. It was almost a win-win, but the difference is they're not paying, you know, uh, they're not paying uh, Diggs and they're not paying Thielen both over 20 mil a year. And they're not paying um, Dalvin Cook the same thing. And you got to think they also are paying, you know, Cousins 40 now. So if you can get a guy on a cheaper deal, that's the way to do it. And then for Buffalo, they already had a quarterback on a rookie contract. That's the key point with everybody here who's in the same bucket. And I agree with you guys. Debo is not our guy because we don't have that quarterback on that rookie deal. Um, but, you know, if you look at it, Debo is not the guy for me because I wouldn't even put him in the top five. He's like that second tier group of receivers for me in the NFL. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yes. Because you got to think, okay, our, if you uh, here's my question for you. 
he had a productive year. He doesn't want to play the running back position, but that was the that was the game plan that worked in San Francisco that got him to where he's at and notarized today when he was on the outside. Yeah, I disagree. Like, sorry to interrupt, no, but I disagree with that. When you look at his numbers this year, he has 77 receptions, 1,405 yards, 18.2 yards a catch, and six touchdowns. So, like, this guy was averaging 18.2 yards a catch. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Wasn't Kittle's numbers down this year as well, too? Because Kittle was, he hurt. was hurt. Right. He was hurt. Yeah. He was hurt. So if you look at it, when they needed a guy, he was basically a hybrid tight end because Kittle was hurt. So they basically had to make his roll up. But when he was the X or the Y, he was not the same. When he was getting that single coverage, I mean, here's, here's to be honest with you. Kyle Shanahan's a freaking offensive genius. Every time the Rams try to put Ramsey on Debo, they moved him around the field to get him off of me because that was just sticky coverage. You don't want that happening. But if you if you're gonna pay a guy that type of money, he's not a he's not a um DeAndre Hopkins. He's definitely not uh Devontae Adams. I mean, we're talking about like Mike Evans. Those are your top five guys in the NFL. Is that conversation? I really do. Um like we're talking about a guy. See I disagree with what you just said. This is a guy who could completely change your offense, right? Maybe not for the Lions, but like if another team acquires him, he changes everything about the offense. Any offense, any offense he goes to, he changes any completely. offense he goes to. I think, Lions, I think if he's schemed with the same offense, yes. So no, I think it depends how they. I think it depends how they use him, man. Yeah, it de- it Japan definitely depends on how they use him. Chance a great play caller, but I feel like anyone would know how to use Debo. Like he's not hard to use. This guy is like you can play in the slack, play outside. He go deep, he go short, he could do it all. So I will give know? you a great example. Imagine him with the Ravens. That's a perfect fit for me for him. He's a perfect fit anywhere. The Ravens would be would be perfect because they already have a speed yeah, that, guy. That would be good. They already have a speed guy, Marquise and Brown, to take the top off. He can play that hybrid guy and hide in bunches behind um, Mark Andrews, a, a massive tight end, and then that gives you almost like a relief valve for that. That's the perfect fit. I'm not saying he's not for Detroit, but here's the other question is that Debo or Metcalf, to me, Metcalf fits this offense better than Debo because Metcalf can play the X or the Y. And he can also have that top end speed. That's the I, difference. I think, sure, but who's more who's gonna affect the game more? I think it's Debo Samuel. I don't know. I, I think I think I think with this offense, I, because I really look highly of St. Brown, and I think that his yes, game his exactly. game is very similar. Yep. I think his game is really similar to Debo. So if you ask me, who would who would I want more in this offense? I mean, I think we kind of already have our Debo Samuels, and he's not Debo Samuels, but I think we already have our Debo Samuels in St. Brown. So I definitely will go with Metcalf personally. See, I agree with Malcolm because I think with Khalif Raymond and with. Uh, St. Brown, you can split up them 77 receptions, those bubble screens, those uh, jet sweeps and those type of things and those actual carries is your depot. But if you give me with our offensive line, with the way we can protect and you give me somebody like Metcalf, who basically is what I never compare anybody to Calvin because Calvin was a freak of nature. But body type, he's Julio body type, A.J. Brown, but, you know, you know, lack of injury. But those are the guys where that whole draft class wants to get paid. I don't blame them. But that's the guy, if you want to go after somebody, it's Metcalf to me instead of Debo. And I don't still, I still would not give up the draft ransom and still have to pay him for this year. Next year, I would consider it, but this year's still too early in the rebuild. 
I mean, I think Metcalf, Debo, and A.J. Brown, they're all in that same tier of receivers, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Top five, top ten, whatever. Like, they're all true number one receivers. They all impact the game. I don't think you can go wrong with either, like with any of the three. But right now, the one that's made available is Debo, right? And, like, from the Lions' perspective, like we said, doesn't make sense. But to say, like, you saying Debo is not, like, a game changer or he's just, like, a guy where, like, he's a hybrid guy. I disagree with that. He could do everything. And he actually, like, makes his – forces defense to adjust because they have to get more people on him, right? That opens up for more for other guys. For example, if he came to Detroit, it opens up for St. Brown. It opens up for Chark, whatever. Go, he left. All right, well, let's bring up someone else. Oh, I, I just I had to – I want to get some new people on. <laughs> it was going all too long. All right, uh, let's get our next speaker on. Thank you, RW, for joining. What's up, man? Caver, you there? How's it going? Okay, Caver's not here. All right. I was going to say, I don't don't see nobody. Um, On to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next one. Avery. What's up, man? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good, good. How you doing, Avery? Hey, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Debo, how you doing, bro? Would you like him or no? I don't like the compensation. Like I think uh, Pierre brought up a good point. Paying the man and taking up the draft ransom. I could find that. I could find that in the draft. Yes, sir. I mean, but you know what's funny? I just wanted to let y'all know. Um, Chris Sims didn't even have uh, Kayvon Thibodeau on the top five. I just want to let y'all know that. Y'all can go back to y'all debate about Debo. <laughs> Yo, well, Chris this- Sims, is, um, I think he honestly just makes rankings just so that he gets a reaction out of them. Oh, oh yeah. For the past three years, he's been right. He has some wild rank. He's been right on quarterbacks, honestly. But um, other than that, he's been off. He's He's been right about cornerbacks and, and defensive pass rushers. But it's cool. It's cool. We're going to see. Four years from now, y'all. I wonder y'all remember four years from now. We're going to talk about Kayvon. And I love y'all. Hope, respect the show. Ho- hopefully in the hot yeah, of the blue. Hopefully, man. Hopefully he's here. Oh, him being an all-pro, ready to extend him, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get on. I'm going to get into a person who wants Debo Samuel. I know this for a fact. <laughs> Nick, are you there? Hello, no. Okay. Let's uh, let's not come back down and bring up um Lions fan report. All right. How do I accept this? Oh, there we go. I got it. Oh, you got it. Okay. Yo, what's up? Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. How you doing, doing man? Pretty good. LFR, um, man. Honestly, I think. For me, I'm kind of indifferent. I'm not, like, necessarily in favor of getting Debo, nor am I, like, against getting him. I mean, I think certainly if we were to trade for him, he definitely improves our offense. But um, honestly, I, I think the question I, – I think the way to, the right way to look at it and, like, the question I want to ask you guys is, let's say in, like, a hypothetical, hypothetical situation we do end up trading for Debo, like, what do you think is the compensation that we give up if we do acquire him? Just – 
for this scenario? Um, I've been thinking about this and go back and see like the Jets want like they want like what uh, Miami gave up or what uh, Raiders gave up for Devontae. So it's probably has to be a first and a second. Yeah, look at you. Um, you think it's a first and a second? Yeah, yeah I think, I really I think do. for sure it's got to be it's going to be the thirty second pick. I think, yeah, definitely probably that second round draft pick as well. And then I think you you'd have to give up a third, right? Probably maybe next year as well. Um, Something like. But I, I think for yeah, me, it's, it's like if you do trade for D. Bill Samuel, you're giving up probably a first and a second round draft pick this year, and then a third round draft pick next year. So the way I kind of have to look at it is like. If you do trade for Debo, what are the two players that you could pick theoretically at 32 and 34 that you're giving up in order to get Debo, right? And I think at least the way I kind of view the Lions approach, I think they're going to probably um, go defensive heavy early on. So for me, I think if you're exactly. draft or if you're trading for a guy like Debo, you're going to give up not only are you giving up important draft capital, but you're giving up that ability to bring in impact players on defense. And again, like I said, been saying on my Twitter, like, the Lions need to focus on defense. Like we were the 29th ranked defense. It's, it's something that I feel like we haven't done a good job of addressing. And I think if you do trade for Debo, you're giving up valuable draft capital that you could use to address your defense. And I would argue, I think fixing the defense is more of a need right now than it is getting a playmaker in, in Debo Samuel. I agree hundred okay. percent. Right? Okay. Like you got defensive playmakers making pennies on the dollar, like what four year, eight mil, like five, four year, whatever it is. I mean, I don't know the rookie scale contract, but it's somewhere around there. Yeah, can, can, yeah. I, can I bring can I bring another counter argument? Yeah, to this stuff? for sure. I I do agree here. I don't think we would trade to thirty two and thirty four. But okay, let's just let's say in this scenario we they, do trade. They would probably they'll probably have to man. He he's gonna be a high priced person, a thirty two player. I'm thirty two and thirty four. No, I'm out. Absolutely out on that. I, I would not even consider that from the Lions. But yeah, because you gotta look at what other teams are gonna offer for him. Okay, I'm what just would, saying what, what I, Green I'm Bay saying, offer? What, I'm what would Green what Bay would offer, offer for him? I'm saying what I would offer. I wouldn't yeah. do thirty two and thirty four. But if I could get him for thirty two and keep pick thirty four, I, I don't think it's. I would be happy. I would be happy if they did that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be like thrilled, but I see the plan and what they're trying to accomplish there. But um, my counter argument is, can we make the argument last year the Lions defense was a lot better than their actual ranking? So, like, if the offense could have stayed on the field and sustained drives, we could be talking about a whole different defensive ranking. And I know these guys aren't great. You know, we, we still didn't have a very productive defense, and we still had some very, very stinky games from our defense. But I think we can make a legitimate argument that there were many, many games throughout the 2021 season where um, the offense just really held us back getting off the field really quickly. The defense is gassed, and that's really where a lot of the points came. And I'm going to bring a game example where the defense looks like it was terrible that game. But in all reality, the Cincinnati game, the defense was great in the first half. They like held the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, seven or ten points that game in the first half, I should say. And then the Lions, I think, netted like two yards of offense in that first half, which that defense just ended up being absolutely gassed in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I think that yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, certainly that's great. A, a valid argument, no doubt. But I guess my counter-counter argument to that is, is Debo Samuel a good enough player to change that? Like, is he, is it, does it I, all I it takes so. is a Debo Samuel to fix all of that? I no. think Debo Samuel's, like, 
that that is your offense. Your offense is like completely fixed at that point. I think the only thing you would have to address at that point is the depth. I mean, your offensive line is set. One, I mean, you have a really good offensive line. Um, your receiving core would be set. I mentioned the tight end core would pretty much be set outside of a depth tight end. Your running back core is set. Like the only question mark is quarterback, and we we've all agree. I think Jared Goff is not by any means great, but he he could be okay enough. He could be good enough. And at that point, you have a young offense under a lot of team control, you still have picks to, you know, to maneuver around and, and build your defense. You would keep pick two this year. And in this scenario, you don't have 32, 34, so that would suck. But you would have two first-rounders next year. I mean, you still have a lot, a lot of valuable picks to build the defense. And we've seen guys like Aaron Glenn and Aubrey Pleasant really get the best out of these guys when there were nobody. So, like, we're still going to get talent. You're still going to have top 100 picks to get defensive players. And your offense at that point is already set. So you're really just only fixing the defense at that point. Alex, in depth. Yeah, that is like, I mean, I think imagine. that's a valid argument. And, you know, like I said, I'm if they were to trade for Debo, I'm I'm all for it. I'm not, Rudy, I'm not pounding the table saying that, hey, we got to go trade for Debo, and I'm not against the idea. I agree. But, you know, I do have to remember that, you know, the Seattle game and the Philadelphia game and how poorly our defense played. Great that points. brings yep. back quite a bit of PTSD. So I, I think fixing sure. the defense is – probably again in my opinion is the number one need but I, I think another thing too about this whole wide receiver situation is um at least in my opinion I think there are receivers in this draft class that offer a similar skill set to Debo Samuel and don't get me wrong I'm not calling you know these players Debo Samuel but I think like the, that Robinson kid out of Kentucky he offers a very similar skill set to Debo Samuel you can line him up on the outside you can line up in the slot you can use him at running back there were plays where he was used at running back at Kentucky so I think it's important, too, to understand, like, what is the type of receiver that when Brad Holmes goes and talks to Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson and they ask, because I think we can all agree they're probably going to add one more wide receiver, right? So the question yeah. is, okay, well, when Holmes talks to Brad Holmes and, and Gus Johnson, what kind of wide receiver do they want? Because I've, ben I've seen, yeah, Ben Johnson, because I've seen, you know, reports that we were interested in that North Dakota kid, right? So it's like, do we want to add another tall wide receiver who can stretch the field or do you want to add more of a, another gadget player? So, I mean, for all we know, maybe they want to add another tall, lengthy, deep threat wide receiver and they're not even looking for these smaller gadget wide receivers or maybe they want a gadget wide receiver. So I, I think that's another conversation that and piece of information that we don't know is like there's a certain style of wide receiver that they're going to be targeting that. I think if you want another gadget wide receiver, I think you can hold off on getting Debo Samuel and find a guy like Robinson, you know, Calvin Austin, um, maybe even Jahan Dotson. Again, they're not Debo Samuel players, but it allows you to not have to give up, you know, significant draft capital, spend a ton of money to get a player that can, you know, line up outside, inside. You can, you know, run trick plays with them. So I, I think there are receivers in this draft class that offer a similar skill set where, hey, you're not giving up all this draft capital and you're not paying a receiver $25 million a year. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, I don't, I don't understand where like people are forgetting. We have a mom, Ross St. Brown. If I'm, is that honest, I'm not here to come in and argue or like, I don't, I don't really feel strongly one way or, or another. I think, you know, I, I'm, that's how I, I am right now. Yeah. That's exactly how I am. Like if I saw Wait. tomorrow, the line trade for Debo Samuel, are you guys mad? No, not one bit. No. Cause they have a plan, but there's like, a plan. Like I could see the plan with trading for Debo Samuel. Would I just be don't... my, See them doing it though, just yeah. by all. And then like, I, but I, I think my final comment, and I'll let someone else hop on. I think the reason why I think we can, I, I, if I had to bet money, I don't think it's going to happen. And I think the easiest, the 
the most obvious reason is just kind of look how Brad Holmes has approached everything since he's gotten here. There's nothing indicating that he's willing to make a big move like this and go out and spend $25 million on a wide receiver. Like he hasn't even signed a free agent to a deal um, more than two years, right? Like it's pretty evident he wants to build through the draft. They want to continue to develop players from last year. So I think just given, you know, every all the information that we've been presented up until this point, trading for Debo Samuel just doesn't sound like something Holmes would ever do. But like you said, you know, I'm not complaining if they do. I just, I just don't see it, but that's all I got to say. So thank you. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you for your insight and uh, coming on. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't see it happening either, but like, I'm I'm going to be realistic. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to keep it real. Like if it did happen, I'm not going to be mad. I'm, I would not be disappointed. I don't think anyone can be mad. Can when you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, what's up, Caber? Hey, what's going on? My bad. My phone was, like, fucking up. <laughs> you're good. You're good. What's yeah, up, brother? Um, no, I totally agree with what he just said. I I don't think that this organization is ready to be making those kind of moves. We're just not at that time in the rebuild. So let's just ride it out. Maybe in, like, two years' time when we have the pieces on defense, get some defensive playmakers, then we can make those swings. But – Right now, it's just not it's not the time. There's nothing much to talk about, honestly. Yep. All right. Appreciate it you coming on, Kavar, and uh, giving us your insight. Yep. Thanks for coming. All right. I don't know what happened to Malcolm, but I guess his Wi-Fi is uh, working right now. now? Yeah. So. Yeah. Bro, what's yeah. Up? Something's wrong with Twitter Space. Same thing happened with me. I joined. The shit wasn't working, bro. I originally thought when I when I was like reading up on this whole this whole Debo saga, like like oh we requested trade, I was like bro we should one hundred percent do this. But somebody else mentioned it when they're talking about like oh he doesn't want to do like the running back role and all that stuff. Like that's that's what I would want Debo to come here to do. So like that's kind of what kind of sketches me out. I don't really care about trading the picks though. You guys are like oh I don't know about the picks. But you guys, I mean, if we get Debo, that guy, he's changing the offense. The Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff, I mean, they're damn near the same quarterback. Goff is probably even a little bit better. It's not like he's not going to do the same shit he was doing in San Francisco. So I think, like, the team's going to be a lot better with him. But it's just if he don't want to do, like, the, all that BS they had him doing in San Francisco, I don't know if it's worth it. That That's just kind of where I am on the whole, the whole thing. But I'm with you guys, bro. Whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to be pissed either way because if we get him, that's, so, that's going to be fun to watch for the next couple of years. I don't even care about getting yeah, your offense. Yeah, your your offense would be set at that point. But yeah, I mean, I, I I was wondering that too when I saw that he doesn't want to be like, the, the, you know, used the same way he was in San That's Francisco. What I'm saying, Makes no sense. Yeah, like I I wonder will the Jets still be as interested because they come from the same offense. They come, from, you know, Lafleur is a San Francisco from Shanahan's offense. Will they like? And you would assume if he brings him in, yeah, they're gonna try his, to the he, same he, stuff. He wants to use him this very similar, right? Yeah, I think the thing is Debo kind of like came to the realization, bro, he's looking at all these running backs that get their body just just absolutely destroyed after t- like four years in the NFL. He's like, look, let me go make my money right now and like preserve my body. And get another contract probably. Yeah, that's literally yeah. – I mean, it makes sense like why he requested it. I mean, he's just trying to get his – he's trying to get the bag. And, you know, he, like if this is his last contract, he's got to make sure it hits, it hits the account. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I'm not strongly opinion on either way. I think Debo definitely, if you add Debo to your offense, I mean, the team, like, you should absolutely make the playoffs. That's that's my take if you're trading for him. If you get him on your roster, 
it's like playoffs are definitely something that has to happen at that point. That's that's just how, that's how I feel about the whole situation. Yeah, especially in the NFC. I mean, if you get Debo Samuel, you should that's what I'm saying. be in that wild Literally. card race for sure. You should 100%, especially in the North this year, North's weak this year. All you got is Rodgers. That's the only guy you really got to worry about. Other than that, you're what's it called? You can even – I don't think you'll win the North, but you can definitely – like one of the three wild card spots, if you have Debo uh, Samuel on your roster – no shot, no chance you should not be one of the three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree for sure. But, yeah, I, I, I feel very similar. It's like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like I don't really care either way. Yeah, I don't even, I'm, care, I'm happy. I don't even care about paying, to be honest with you. Like the people are like, oh, I don't know about the contract. It's just the market. Uh, that's the, Yeah, that's right. Exactly, bro. If anything, we're going to get a steal because wait till A.J. Brown and Metcalf get their deals. They're just Whoever's the first one to sign is, gonna, is the one who's going to get fucked because the other two are going to get more. So I mean, basically, if we get Debo first and we sign him, we sign him to whatever twenty-five million. The other two are going to get like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So I mean, at the end, of the, it's like the Stafford thing. Oh, why do we pay him Meg's dollar after a year and a half? He's like middle of the pack. That's how the shit rolls. Yeah, literally. So I don't know. I don't really care about anything like that. I just think, I just think if he's like really only trying to be wide receiver and he's not trying to line up in the backfield or do any of that crazy shit. I just don't see what the point is because if I'm trading for him, that's what I'm kind of trading for. So I don't know. But Nick, like Yo. to count that, like he had 1,400 yards. I know, like, bro. Pierre, he's a dog. I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. Like that's like one. I of don't the- care about the running back stuff. To me, he's a wide receiver. Like the running back stuff, I don't care about. Like if I'm trading for Debo, I'm not trading for Debo the running back. I'm trading for Debo the wide receiver. Yeah. Debo the yak. I don't one know. of the best. Receivers in the league, people don't mention that a lot. No, I agree. He's really I think good. He's, he's top five. That's the, I think he's top I think five. He's number sure. one right now in terms of yak, number one or two in the league. If I'm not in mistaken. terms of what? Yeah, yards uh, after catch. Yeah, no, he's definitely he's definitely a top. He probably. Well, yeah, I can't really think of anyone who's better with the, with the yak yards. To be honest with you, so yeah, he's definitely Tyreek Hill. Who? I was gonna say Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, same thing, but they Super utilize top. they utilize him more over there in San Fran. That's why that's why he's probably got the. Like, he's a little bit ahead of him on it. But I don't know. I mean, if I'm trading for him, I'm not mad. But it's just like, that's just the aspect of his game you want. You know what I'm saying? Bro, lining him up in the backfield. There were times in San Francisco, bro, they would just put this guy at running back just to get seven yards a pop. Like, if like that's the shit I want, too, if I'm trading for him. You know what I'm saying? That's why he was like, I want out. That's what I'm saying. S- that's what I'm saying. S- you are getting that. I still think right. you're getting that. Like, I, I think you could still get that. Yeah, you're just I, not going to get it as excessively as you did in San Francisco. Like, like, you, you, like, you could still line him, up, line him up in the backfield, I think. It's just you're not going to get it as much as you did in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm with you, Ty. I think the guy, he's only going to be willing to do it when the game's on the line. When it's like something exactly, like needed, yeah. he said, I think yeah. he'll be willing to do it. But I think, like, on a random like random drive in the first quarter, I think no shot there. He's even going to allow you to put him in the backfield or anything like that. Yeah, that's, I think that's possible. Yeah, it All just right. won't it won't see it successfully. All right, well, appreciate you coming on. Yep, I'll talk to you guys. Peace. Yep, yeah, I'll see you. No, don't know what happened to Tink, but Tink's gone. We got another person though. All right, uh, we'll probably do two more and then we'll end it because we're a little over. Um, or maybe this, or maybe this will be the last one. If For me, I think it's still connecting. Yeah, me too. Maybe let's remove him and invite him again. Let's see what happens. He's been hopping in and out, so his connection might be a little laggy right now. And Twitter, I guess Twitter's kind of messing up. Malcolm, are you there? I'm here, but it's like you guys are like cutting out for me. Can Can yeah. you guys hear me? 
I could hear you now, but yeah, there's like been like three people that's been complaining about the connection today on Twitter. It's 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 bad, bro. Like I uh, shoot, man, yeah, it's I think, bad. I think it's I can barely a, talk. I think it's a Twitter problem today. All right, there's Tink. It's a it's a Twitter problem. Tink. Tink Chase. Hey, so I'm, I'm gonna be real quick because I'm at work and it's loud. So, um, you know, I wouldn't trade for Debo. I like Debo a lot, but like Malcolm said, I feel like we got something with uh. What's his name? St. Brown. If I was going to trade for somebody, I'd go get A.J. Brown. Be a bigger receiver. You know, more of a Z-type receiver. But, no, I wouldn't trade for Debo. Like, I just feel like we need all draft capital. And then to, to pay him 25 uh, or $27 million, like, we not in win mode right now. So, no, I wouldn't do it. I, I, and, and, God, this is what I'm trying to say. Like, do we do we necessarily need Debo that bad to give up all this capital and pay this guy that much uh, money? We don't. My, my biggest thing, I think, like, people be blowing a lot of stuff. Like, the one guy that was on, like, he was like, he just feel like Detroit haven't made no big noise in the offseason. And he right. We haven't. But, again, like, what, what are we – like, we rebuilding. Like, we got good draft capital. Like, we can build in the draft. Like, like you said, like, let wait till next year. You know what I'm saying? The year before the hell. Who, who knows how the offseason? You know, let us build on something first. Like, don't go – don't go get – just get the break in the bank on players like that. Like, you know, we're not about to win. Yeah, okay, if we had Debo Samuels right now, he he leaving because he don't want to be a running back. He want to be a receiver. Yeah, that's cool. But, again, that still doesn't make a difference with us because if he come to us, we're going to have to pay him. And do y'all want to pay Debo $27 million? I don't. Especially- if I was right now, I would. But yeah, that's that's that, the thing. If, if we were in a different spot, like if we were a yeah. better team, like like say we were the Bills, yeah. or say we're Kansas City Chiefs, we're the Kansas City Chiefs. You jump all over it. Absolutely. Yeah. If you one of them teams, yep. but for us, it don't benefit us. Like I mean, it would, but I, that's just too much right now. Like I, I I just feel like we can we can do so much more. Like, I'm honestly not trying to trade none of the draft capital. Me personally, that's just my preference. You know, I can't now, speak for the, the next man. Capital, I- like, me, me, me neither. The <laughs> only cap player is like a defensive pass rusher. If a stud defensive pass rusher became available or a start quarterback, yeah, I trade like a lot for that position. Okay. I really would. Hey, I'm too. I don't care. Like if TJ Watt became available, for example, I trade for TJ Watt, right? Right. Like yeah. that, that, if, that's if or whatever, like if a really good pass rusher became available. I'm trading the house for him. I don't care because, like, that guy is actually going to, like, really impact your defense. That's understandable. My, my thing with Debo Samuels, though, is, like, like guys, like, we have him already said, Brown, who's exactly like this guy. Exactly. Do we necessarily need him? Do we need a Debo Samuels? No, and I get it, he makes us better. But do we need – does the Detroit Lions are in dying need of a Debo Samuels? No. I think they do. Now receiver long-term – but they could find that through the draft. But, exactly. You, 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 could, you could draft the guy. Who knows? That guy who they draft might be – who knows that he may be better. <laughs> who, who's us to say that he doesn't become well, a better It's a tough version. ask. It's a tough ask. That is a tough ask. It is a tough ask, but we don't know what that receiver is going to become. Malcolm, they don't even – better. they're just a good receiver, good receiver that you could rely on and the guy plays for you, that's fine, bro. Like, they I get that. be an all-pro. I get that. I mean, the way this offense is set up, we we have weapons all around. We don't need. I mean, it, would it be nice to have that dominant receiver? Sure, but I'm saying like Amon Ross, his skill set is very, very, very similar. I'm talking about 
is almost identical to Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is just to me just faster and a little bit more stronger than Amar Ross St. Brown. But I just don't I don't see it. Hey look, Malcolm, I ain't mean to cut you off, bro, but you got a point. So that's like the Martin the St. Brown situation. We compare him to Debo Samuel. For one, it benefits us because he he owned a rookie deal. He had a good rookie season, and then when it's time to pay him, he's not gonna break the bank like no elite receiver. He might get a four or five year deal, maybe 50, 50 60 million north for maybe 25, 30 guaranteed. That ain't nothing. That's I think that could change. That could change. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope that. That, that, yeah that, that, he could have he could have two thousand yard receiving yards and two thousand yard receiving years, and that that could be a wrap to that. I, mean, guys I, I don't know. So more, but like he's on track so far from what we've seen to get paid when his contract's up. But we have to see more because we only saw one season. So yeah, I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying, that, but that, but that could definitely change in a couple of years. Right now, you think you can get about sixty million, but he could. Amon Ross St. Brown could be a thirty million dollar paid receiver in a couple of years. And I'm I'd not, be fine. Yeah, it's impossible, man. But I'm, ju- I'm just do saying. They, do they do they pay him that money? If well, we're, we're, that, so, we're they... so far away, and there's not even a yeah, point of discussing this right now. I know. So I know. Look, so look, I'm, before we get off, I know one of the guys has said something about us on offense and defense. Like we don't have a player on offense or defense that just makes our team that much better. I mean, St. Brown could be, you know, he could be a good, you know, player, you know, in the future. But we don't have no. I know Pierre used to always talk about it. Like we haven't had no dominant edge rusher on our defense. You know, in so long, Ziggy was good, but he wasn't no dominant force. Like he couldn't stay on the field because he was always hurt. That's like Levy. Levy was good, but he couldn't always stay. But we we need them kind of. We need blue chip players with some grit that get that that benefits our culture. The Debo, no. I mean, yeah, if it made sense for us, yeah, but it don't make sense for us. We don't need it. You know what I'm saying? But the receiver value right now is crazy. Like. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm I don't shocked. For us at 32, I, I say BPA, best player available. It just really depends. But I know the receivers I like not going to be there. I like Jamison Williams. I like Traylon Burks. But, again, it just depends who there. Because if, if, if Devin Lloyd there at 32, I don't care what receiver there. I want Devin Lloyd. Yeah, the thing is, too, right? Like, they found Amon Rossi Brown in the fourth round. Right. Like, their previous regime they're at, they found Cooper Cup in the third round, right? I mean – so I trust, I trust the staff. Even if they don't go receiver, like I know last year, people were freaking out that like, yo, we didn't take a receiver, and then the fourth round, Amon Rossi and Brown, they took him. Like they have a plan, bro, and they're gonna go buy like best player available. They're not gonna take a receiver just to take a receiver. If they have a guy ranked on their board higher than a receiver, they're gonna take that player over the receiver. Yeah, and then you've seen how this gold, how the staff drafts. Why, why do people want to just give them all up? Like, 97, bro, like, they got Amon Rob, what was it, like, 105 or something like that? 105? 114, I think. 114, 114 thank you. So, 97, like, if they don't take receiver till 97, I wouldn't be mad about that because the defense is a mess. You need a linebacker. You need an edge rusher. You need a couple safeties, right? I mean. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, my, my ideal receiver, man, is John Veggie, man. But that that's just another talk for another day. But yeah, we'll see how that plays out. We'll we'll, we'll do this next week. I want to talk more about the draft next week. I don't want to get right into it now, and we're probably gonna end it right now. We're way over right now. So, um, oh wait, someone's connecting. <laughs> um, Malcolm, you said your receiver is who? John Mechie. Oh, oh, for for Bama, I I like Mechie, man. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not big on him like everybody else. I mean, it's still other. Like, I like Wendell Robinson. I like Calvin Austin the third. I like David Bell a lot. Like, 
I want to. Yeah. I want a big. I just like. Oh, I got you. I got you. I'm just saying with him because, you know, I think the Detroit Lions, they, they were in position right now because they brought back damn near everybody. Right. They brought back Khalif Raymond. And everybody keeps forgetting about Cortez Cephas. You know, he's still there. You know, we bring up, we bring, we brought back um, um Reynolds. So they, yeah. they, they, as far as needing a receiver to start for this team, they don't need a receiver to start right away. Right. But like well, John mentioned, get them late, probably, you know, maybe end a third, they're, they're use their second, third round pick on them. Let him heal up, and he could be a, dy- a dynamic receiver with um St. Brown. I can see that. I like that. Next season. He'll probably at the end of the season, but more so next season. Red shirt, and he ain't got a really Yeah, exactly, play. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, with our with our staff right now, with, with, the, with the death right now on the uh, receiver, you don't really re- don't need to rush a guy. Yeah. Who knows? Like, we, we, we don't know how much of a step Quintus Cephas, I mean, this is a big ask, but he may be better than he was last year. I like Cephas. Who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, the, the pieces are there. It's just who's going to step up? Absolutely, that, that's more so. Well, we got to, you know, what's today? Wednesday. Well, we seven, eight days away from the draft, so you know, you in Miami, Malcolm, uh, Pierre, and yeah. Tyler, and us in Detroit. Well, I'm gonna be in Cali next Thursday, so I'm gonna be in San Diego watching the draft. Oh, you going, going so, back, back to but, Cali, Cali. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. People just be blowing everything out of you know out of whack. I mean, I understand everybody feel the way they feel, but I, I trust and believe you know in Bob Quinn and you know hey, Bob. Yeah, Dan oh Quinn, no! I'm whoa! Sorry. Whoa! Whoa! Dan, Wait a minute! Dan Wait Quinn, a minute! Dan Quinn and Brad Holmes. So you know, we, I I just really hope we don't we don't take the Walker. But y'all talked about that already. But no to the Debo. No, we can we can build on that. Use this draft capital. <laughs> if anything, trade back and get more draft capital. But no. Yeah, man. All right, Tink, man. Thanks for coming on. We have to end this. All right, take it easy. Thanks, homie. man. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, That is a wrap, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Uh, We'll be back next Wednesday. It'll be the last show before the draft. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. And God knows in the NFL, there's going to be a new topic to talk about next week for sure. So, hope you guys all enjoyed. Look forward to our new episode. Malcolm, is that dropping tomorrow, I think, with Ross? Tomorrow, yeah. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be on everybody's feed tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. All right. So look forward to that, guys. Tomorrow you got some more draft insight for sure. And I'm out, guys. Peace. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for all tuning in. And I am out. Peace. All right, y'all. For everybody that stayed that stayed this whole episode, even with everything going on with Twitter right now and the connection, I applaud y'all. I mean, salute to all y'all. Big thank you. And um, yeah, with that being said, man, we're out. Peace.